The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers! What are we drinking today? One of our favorite drinks. Actually, the favorite drink I think that I have. I think it is. A Tangeray Gin Martini. <sighs> and we, of course, have our own twist on it because we always add the orange bitters, which yeah. I think it really just enhances it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can put an orange or a lemon twist. We often put a lemon twist in it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy this thoroughly. Ice cold glasses, too. Ice cold. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's delicious. Really, it's really good. It's <laughs> and just... it's a hot day today, so it's like an ice cold cocktail like that. Yeah. It's beauty. It sounded lovely. And it's hot in here. Yeah. Because we well, just heated we're the place hot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, today marks the midpoint of a month of anal only. Anal April is half over. Can you believe that? I think I had a different mindset on it at different points in that first week or so. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, the days, you know, how many weeks that is, you know, that kind of thing. And we talked yesterday on our drive, and I was really aware that... Like I said to you, I go, it'd be different if it, and I don't know good or bad, I'm not judging my experience of this, but if I was in complete denial and not allowed to orgasm, and it was anal April, right? That could create something different. I don't know good or bad, but I'm saying, but I am orgasming with anal. You are. Because you're hitting the backside of my G spot, and it's... Come on, it's just hot. It's <laughs> the whole thing is hot. So many hot points. It's it's amazing. So I definitely notice things like my pussy wanting attention. Yes, and I notice anytime we have sexy talk or anything like that, and while we're having sex, my pussy is clenching like really. You spend half your day wet now. Yeah, wet and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm not okay. left, and that it's only halfway through, so I'm giving it a chance. But I'm not left with mm, a wanting because I because I, I am orgasming. Right now, a big it's part different. of your it's different than a clitoral orgasm. No, no doubt, yeah. A big part of your experience as a submissive is to please me. Yeah, and I I get off on that, and you get off on that, and this process pleases me, 
and so you get off on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The second aspect of your submission is obedience Mm -hmm. and like being tested. I get off on that. You get off on that too. So you're actually having a sort of catharsis in the experience. It is. It's like that, you know, people say love, hate, like when you're racing, like, why would you let it run so fast? Why would you want to run? And, and isn't it painful? And I think to myself, well, I'm a masochist, so I have a better context now than I did then as a masochist, but I would be like, back then I would say, it doesn't really hurt. Although now I recognize it was hurting, but Mm. I enjoyed that. Mm. So I didn't discern that pain that normal people feel. Right. I didn't really even become present until I started training people, and people were telling me how much pain they were in, and I was like, What's that? What are you doing? (laughs) What's wrong? You're not even hitting a seven-minute mile. I don't understand how... How are you in pain? But I recognize as a masochist, I've been that for probably most of my life, um, there's a lot of instances over and over again of that where I, you had said this to me once before, like you're going to start to experience flogging as not painful. This is early on. And I remember thinking that's weird because that's not going to happen. And same with caning and those kinds of things, right? And what I know is there's many, many things in my life that I had done, taken for granted that I had done so many repetitive times that it was just kind of a a habit. And so I had already built up a resistance yeah, or, or a tolerance. A, a tolerance yeah. And that I had already, I liked winning. So the idea was that's the reward. And so... The pain became not there, like not something that was a concern, yeah. like ever. And so how does flogging occur to you now? It's not a concern yeah. at all. Yeah. That, I was thinking of that today, too, when I was going out to golf. I was like, it's very peaceful when you're putting and you're kind of in yourself. And I put headphones on and listen to some music mm-hmm. and stuff. And... uh I was thinking, you know, one of the things that I'm very clear on, and we had a conversation about vulnerability and and my realization at one point a while back where I recognized I wasn't allowing myself to be vulnerable. I wasn't allowing you to love me. I wasn't receiving it. I was saying it was true, but it wasn't. And one thing that I had another one of those epiphanies today, and I was like, I feel safe with him yeah and we've we mentioned that the other day or a couple of days ago you'd said something like that and it landed for me in such a way that i thought wow and it and today it hit me hard where i was like yeah i feel safe in a way that i don't think i've ever felt safe with people which means i've kept people at arm's length for your whole life for my whole life sure. because I don't feel safe. Because if you think about my story, yeah. the two people I trusted the most made me feel unsafe. Right. Right? So, and, and, and now I, re- I recognize, because I've, I've reconciled that. I've right. ha- I've, I know better now. Yeah. But if I go back to that story and I start to think about that little kid. Right. Well, well that would be natural. Sure. Kid, you know, you'd learn from that. Yeah. And the truth is that... In the context of our dynamic, our sexuality is so front and center, and mm-hmm. it's so erotic, and it's so exciting, and it's so like, hot. Yeah. 
that can only happen if you're able to completely disarm and be vulnerable and allow yourself to get close to another human being. Well, and that was the thing. I was aware that I have used words like, I'm present and I'm being with you and that I trust you and those things. But something about safe resonated with me in a way where I was like, that's it. I feel safe to let go and to allow him to stretch me and pull me and, you know, mold me like dough based on whatever we're up to. Yeah. Right? Without concern. Yeah. And I was flogging you hard today. You were flogging me hard today. I noticed that. Yeah. But it's also the first week. It's true. (laughs) It's the first week of the Harvard thing, so that's always the... Whenever I look at that, I go... When's it, it didn't happen yesterday. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the resistance yesterday. And then today, I, you know, you were pinching my nipples, and I was like, ooh, that's really tender. They're tender. I'm yeah. amazed how tender they are. And then when you came to flogging, and I felt you getting harder, I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. That's what it is. I don't know why it's there, but that's what it is. And I was really into it. I was yeah. really into it. Yeah, you were wet. Your pussy was dripping. Yeah, it's so great, you know. Our sex is so great. This anal-oriented month, yes, this this anal-only month, has taken us in another direction anally, into anal-oral sex. Yes. In both directions. Oh my god! Yeah. So I, that I think that's I never really knew that about myself that I would be into that. But it's different when you are aligned with someone and you like I am with you and you're right I'm a pleaser and I get off on that it's not you know let's be honest I'm truly with the right partner a submissive yes and so I'm getting off it's selfish I'm getting off on being of service yes that turns me on I love the way you worship my cock I love it well and then just I could have stayed there for a long time on your ass I was like Oh I my was, God, this is amazing. I was getting too aroused. I know, yeah. but it was amazing. I yeah. have to tell you from my, to have you even in a vulnerable position yourself. Sure. And allow me to provide pleasure like that. You know, it, it's a much, it, it's different than oral. Like if I'm yes. sucking your cock, you know, which is another great thing. I love that too. It's just, you know what it is? It's adult play. It is. I, I get to explore your body. Mm-hmm. And I get like it's a yours. playground. I never expected you to come with oral. Yeah. Any, what is I didn't any, either. It's called anilingus, right? But yeah, but there's a lot of nerves there. Well, there are, and there are nerves that are related to your clitoris. So yes. There is that 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 sort of brain mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. But that was a surprise for me. To well, I imagine, like as you're doing that, I'm, I'm imagining because it feels. There's a wonderful sensation. You don't get this unless you, I guess, were with a guy. But I get it as a girl. So there's this a little bit of this typical male mouth, like uh, abrasive, which is... A little oh, whisker. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Like, I'll just let you know. And then these soft lips and tongue. Yeah. And so you're getting this dual sensation all the time. Mm-hmm. That's That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm stroking my cock, and yes. you're feeling me with your leg because you push. Oh your yeah, leg I'm into totally, me. totally <laughs> touching you. I'm. I love to feel your arm like jerking yourself. I'm like, oh yeah, he's right there. Oh yeah, yeah. He's it's good. just so sexy, the whole thing. Yeah, see, I didn't know how anal only 
or anal April was going to go. I didn't either. I didn't know if it was going to be like killer or if it was going to be like difficult or if it was going to be a challenge because we had anal sex as part of our regular experience. Correct. So I wasn't sure, you know. I mean, if it's up to me, I'd fuck your ass every day, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, you almost do. I so. almost do. <laughs> but this whole notion of your pussy's off limits, I discovered for myself mm-hmm. how much I desire your pussy. Isn't I, that great? So even both of us at the end of the month are going to just be... Ravenous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love to eat your pussy. You, you come I love so it. hard. And, yeah. and it is a totally different experience. Yeah. What I'm aware of is I... You know, it's got to be the way we're aligned and and everything about it because I don't feel like I'm being restricted like there's a penalty or something. You're not being punished at all. No, no. And because it's like when you ask for a cane, Mark. Right. Caning. When you ask for it, it changes the whole perspective, Mm -hmm. right? So when when you're involved in this, yeah, let's do this, it changes everything. Context is everything. Yeah. Versus you're in trouble and now you don't get your pussy used ever again or right. whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's allowed me to then be present to explore anal sex. Like I hadn't noticed before. I'm sure this was happening before, but I was just not present because I had overstimulation on all my body parts, right? right? But when your pussy's off limits, it becomes a place of like, uh, like a null and void area right. in all everything else that's right. going around. And so you can focus. And like I told you the other day, I'm like, oh my God, when you fuck my ass like that, it feels you're massaging the back of my G spot. And right. it's just, I'm totally wet. I can feel it just plop out of me. Right. And I've said to you before that I think the reason I like anal sex is because it touches my G spot, but I wasn't clear. I'm very clear now with anal April yeah. because of that transition of not knowing i just <laughs> i think when you first fuck my pussy after this i'm gonna just you're gonna be milking me basically yeah no it's gonna be really interesting to see how that goes two more weeks yes two more weeks and so you know we're gonna be super familiar with each other's ass sex mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. at the end we can write an article about it we should <laughs> yeah and I have to say that I'm enjoying it like tremendously. I just it's I'm interested so playful. to know it is. I'm interested to know how you occur to yourself differently after two weeks of pussy off limits, ass only. Well, I feel sexy and I feel naughty, and I'm you know walk around the vanilla world and like I, you know I I'm thinking. You don't know. I'm an asshole. No one doesn't even. Know, <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> You know, because I'm at the store, I got a butt plug in, and no one knows I have a butt plug. No one knows I'm an asshole. No one knows you're dripping wet. People are referring to me as ma'am, like yeah. I'm some prim and proper person, and I laugh to myself if you only knew. Yeah. But that's, it's also the beauty of the situation of knowing I can be that and be, a, a, let's just say, a lady. I am Lady Petra, so yeah. I can be a lady. But that doesn't mean I'm not a slut. Right. (laughs) Slut is a good word. And isn't that a great thing? Well, slut's a great word because women can own that word. I like that you do. I mean, I say it. It's not like you're running around. You you definitely refer to me as your slut. You'll say it at times. But you know for sure I use it more often than you do in the sense of saying it out loud verbally. Yeah. Like 
I'll tell you during play, you know, fuck my ass, I'm your slut. I, because I own the word. Like, yeah. I have taken ownership of that word. It, I know what really, that means to me. It really just means that you enjoy sex. That's really all it means. Yes. Yeah. Like lots of sex. Lots of sex. And, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. No. No, it's great. It's super great. Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting. This this whole experience has me believing anyway, and this may be stretching, but it has me believing that I feel closer to you this month out of oh, this experience. Yeah. It's a journey we're both on. Yeah. That's the thing. You're discovering things about yourself. I'm sure. discovering things about myself. Yeah. I just think it's evolving for both of us. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, and by the end of the month, it'll be interesting to see if the experience has changed. Like the first two weeks were sort of week one, getting used to it, week two, getting into the rhythm, mm -hmm. like one, week three, and week yeah, four. Yeah, week four, I might be not able to speak very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a crew of people on Fat Life watching to see yeah. if you yeah. blow your brains out. There's right? going to be one, there's probably a pool going on yeah. about whether I'm going to make it or not. <laughs> yeah. But remember, people, just bet, bet wisely. Yeah. <laughs> I am super obedient. And competitive. And competitive. But yeah. Yeah, I was a professional athlete. You can't, yeah, you, you can't, can't really bet against, against no. me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh -uh. And I, I just, separately on a completely new conversation, mm -hmm. I want to take a minute because we just posted our 300th episode oh. podcast, which, okay. yeah. which you know, it's, it's really just a cocktail podcast. Yes. And it's really about the experience of making 100 cocktails mm -hmm. and finding out of those hundred the one or two that we love the most the mm -hmm. one ideally mm -hmm. this year it was three we found three really good ones yeah but the truth is that it took you a hundred cocktails to find three that are like stellar stellar and so i acknowledge you for being like an amazing mixologist sommelier and even though that Drinking nine drinks in two days was a stretch. It was a stretch. I'll just say, Saffer had to do fantastic editing, a week or more of editing, because and tons of things are on the on the floor out of the edit. Because when you're drunk, you make me laugh. You do. Yeah, because I had a rant, several rants, several rants, right? That went off on. I don't know where the topics were going. It, it made us laugh. I yeah. don't know. But you'll hear, based on his editing, I'm sure you'll hear my you relaxing get, on words. You get you get a little <laughs> bit inebriated. But that wasn't the point. The point was that we really set out to find some great cocktails. If you enjoy cocktails, you need to listen to that pod because those are, those are nine great cocktails. Well, and I was also taken with our conversation yesterday about that. Exactly, yeah. and that we've done, I don't know, it's over 300 now. Well, we've done 350 episodes in yeah. total, but that's not the point. We've. But I mean, what I was getting to is yeah. we have all those episodes, yes. we have all those cocktails. I was making cocktails for six months before that. Yeah. I'm not probably a very conventional bartender. I never no. have been. Huh. However, I keep making a good martini. It's great. Yeah. I mean, like without thinking... 
Yeah, if you were to say, I'm going to like take Lady Petra's advice and I'm going to make a new cocktail every day, but I'm only going to make five cocktails. I'm only going to make five. Like one on Monday, one on Tuesday, okay. one on Wednesday, one on Thursday, one on Friday. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to do. Then you would literally take the winner from year one, the gin, this uh, gin martini, mm-hmm. the winner from year two, the perfect Manhattan, mm-hmm. and the three winners from year three, yes. or the third hundred episode, Vucare. which is the Vucare, the Bobby, Bobby Burns, Burns, and the Scratch Margarita. Yep. If you did one of those each day, you'd be happy for the rest of your life. Yeah, I, we, were, we were amazed because we have, well, anything that makes it into our competition is a five. So yeah. they're already like... Fabulous. Like the left hand didn't make it into the Did, top. Didn't top, get to the top, but, but it was a great like cocktail. super great. Yeah. And the one we talk about, we've had t- several times the hobnail. Yeah, didn't make it in. Didn't even get it. But in. it was yeah. super good. Yeah. So we have really easily a liquor cabinet that we could set up just for those cocktails, right. and we'd be happy as clams forever. Right. right. Those are great. They are. I mean, this is the reality is I'm at a point of very eclectic areas of cocktails right now. Well, I love what you're doing lately. You've been making really old school cocktails with new liquors. Yes. And, you know, those have been fabulous, you know. I often bastardize the recipes, like, because for me, I get that there's allegiance to manufacturers of different liquors. Obviously, on on a professional basis, because the, they're getting kickbacks yeah. from those. But I don't have those, so I no. don't have the restrictions. So I take what we like. Right. Obviously, people might like kettle vodka or some other sure. vodka. I, I get it. But I don't really care about that. What I choose is what we like right. as our base liquors. And we've really, I'm surprised. We have really figured out some pretty decent base liquors. Sure that are great alone or great as a mixture. As a mixture, yeah. Now, I've enjoyed this process. It's been really fascinating. And I really like the fact that the big reveal from the last hundred drinks that you made is that Dom is like the mixer yeah, that you have uh, to have yeah. in your cabinet. You I know? think that's what we learned. There, yeah. I mean, you have to have, to make the variety of drinks, you have to have things based right. on our pro- flavor profile. We, yeah. we have to have tequila. Right. Um, we don't necessarily need vodka. Right. But we have a good vodka that we have on the side. Right. So that's great. In the fridge. Um, in the freezer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we need to have a certain rye. We need mm-hmm. to have a certain bourbon. We need to have a certain scotch, right? And then it's reoccurring over and over again dom and 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 bitters bitters. and bitters and then of course i haven't played a lot with it but because i really want to go to nola to play fully or let's just say i want to go to paris right and figure it out that'd be awesome right um but absinthe yeah because there really is a big difference in absence i i I went away from the mofisto which i love and went and tried something else a different version, and I was, and, and luckily it was a small bottle, but I was immediately, like, unimpressed. I was like... Hmm. Yeah, I think just like with anything, there's something that lands on your flavor palette Yeah, that lands for you in a way that works for you that maybe doesn't work for the next person. Mm-hmm. You know, anyway, uh, if you're listening to this podcast because of the cocktail part, then listen to that episode 300. It's a great episode, and... 
listen to the episode 200 and listen to episode 100 because we, we talk about the best drinks over 300 episodes. Yeah. And, and, and if you just want to hear how silly I get over time, then yeah. listen to the episode. Actually, you can't hear it entirely. I've edited most of it out, but if you really want to hear, you can send me an email. And you'll send him Gmail, and I'll I'll send you some notes. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers!